You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, this week we're going to kind of go into a little bit of history lesson and ask some questions. But first, let's head into our first segment. List building with Joe. And for this week's list, I wanted to go um, just continue down the outmaneuver train and looking at Republic. So for Republic, what I've got is uh, Rick O'Lee with outmaneuver and either R4P or R4 Astromech. Um, Adigala with CLT and outmaneuver. And then Siege of Coruscant, Obi-Wan, Contrail, and Click. And the idea here is... And this list is fly a little bit different than the other ones. So you've got Rick and Adi, which are going to be your um, outside flankers, right? And then Obi-Wan, Contrail, and Click are kind of your, your center force. But everyone's so fast in this list that it's easy to kind of jump around, move targets in and out, and um, just kind of share the wealth, so to speak. So anyway... That's the list. Let me know what you think in the Discord. Let's go ahead and move into the next topic. AMG Rules Forum. Now we actually do have rules this week, so let's go ahead and go over that. So the first one is Commandos Overlapping. OP. The Commandos card states, after an enemy ship overlaps you, it gains one strain token. End quote. When the commando moves and it overlaps an enemy ship, does it also gain one strain token? Answer. Yes. If the commandos move and overlap an enemy ship, that ship gains one strain token. The interaction is found within the other rules entry of the detailed rules for commando teams on page 27 of version 1.4.4 of the rules reference. Next one, Crackshot versus Reinforce. OP, hi, would Crackshot be able to cancel the additional evade added by the Reinforce? Answer, no, Crackshot cannot cancel the additional evade added by Reinforce because the evade is after is added after Crackshot is triggered. Crackshot triggers before the neutralized results step while the evade added by reinforce, if possible, is not added until during the neutralized results step. This actually came up in a recent game, so I'm glad to see that. Thermal detonators and stacking bombs. OP. If you have thermal detonators and skilled bombardiers, can you stack both bombs on one or two for greater damage with bombardier modification? 2 minus 1 or 1 plus 1? Answer. No. The requirement for using a different template still must be met to drop multiple bombs even if skilled bombardier is used to modify the template being used. 
using Scale Bombardier to increase a 1 speed drop to a 2 speed drop still uses the same template as the default 2 speed drop. Okay. Next one. Question about a ship's ability action fail. OP. For example, after maneuver, Delta 7 uses fine-tuned control to perform a boost action. If that boost fails, can I perform another action by original action phase or not? Answer. Failing the boost or barrel roll grounded by fine-tuned controls does not force you to skip your perform action phase. So if you are going to be able to perform an action during the perform action step, then you still will be able to, assuming nothing else has occurred to prevent you from doing so. And the last one, cluster missiles, second attack, check range timing. OP. The question is, when, in which timing step, can a ship equipped with cluster missiles check the distance if at range 1 between the ship 1 with the target lock first attack and other enemy ships the ship 2 for bonus attack. A ship equip, equipped with cluster missiles and gauges measures the distance to check which weapon to use chooses to use cluster missiles on an opposing ship with lock, range, and arc respected after the first attack is over or before. Can you check before choice the first attack? Thanks. Answer. Bonus attacks, such as the second attack with cluster missiles, occur in step 60 of the attack sequence, page 5 of, the, of version 1.4.4 of the rules reference guide. It is at this stage you will be able to measure range to see which targets are valid for a second attack. Alright, let's go ahead and hit the main topic. I mentioned at the start of this cast that we were going to do a little bit of history lesson. And uh, kind of some of this stems from um, Gold Squadron's topic this week. But more of it has to do with... Um, a, a format that is being run by a game store in L.A. this weekend. And so before I get into that, um, I kind of want to talk about what got me into X-Wing and the reason that I like it and the reason that the game has been just such a staple of my life for the last, um, gosh, nine years. That's That's how math works, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway. No, that's not how math works. Anyway, sorry. Um, I was... So at the time, um, I was playing games at a game store in Fernley, Nevada. Um, and we were... My wife and I... We were playing uh, Magic at the time, and we were doing it somewhat competitively, uh, somewhat not, um, but just enjoying it and enjoying the company at the game store. And some of my friends at the game store and the game store owner, I, I saw were playing with these Star Wars spaceships. So um, 
I went over and I thought the ships were cool. And I talked to them a little bit about the game, but I didn't know anything about it. Well, they offered to play a version of uh, the game, and this was this was in 1.0. Um, so we set up a, a Mario Kart track, and my first ever X-Wing play was X-Wing Mario Kart. And that's how I got into the game. Um, and then from there, I was kind of hooked. I... I really enjoyed the planning phase. Um, I really enjoyed the movements around these obnoxious tracks that they would build um, there on the on one of the tables, and um, I kind of got into the game from there. As I said, and here's the thing that really. Kind of, kind of ties it in for me, because if the store had not done the Mario Kart track to kind of get me uh, initially interested in the game, I probably never would have gotten into X-wing. Um, and the reason that I bring all this up is, I know we spend quite a bit of time talking about the standard competitive X-Wing games where it's 20-point uh, games over four scenarios um, and that's good right? that's what the game is but I guess the question is is that all your store does to get new players in? Well, like should you do different formats to try to get new players in. I think Aces High is, is a great example of that as a way to, to get new players into the game. But I don't I don't know. It's just it's it's bugging me that and maybe this is just me speaking as a TO that I'm not doing more alternate events at my own store to try to plus up the X-Wing community there. And here, here's what I mean by that. So the store is uh, GMI in LA, and the format that they're doing this week is... Uh, hold on, let me let me pull it up real quick. My, It's going to be slow, and this is excellent podcasting. So it's called Top Gun. It's extended ships... It's two ships of the same chassis, so three for TIEs, three for Z95s, M3As, uh, RZ1s, RZ2s, and Vultures. Uh, one unique pilot, the others must be non-limited, 11-point squad building with defic deficit scoring, no limited upgrades, 60-minute rounds, and all scenarios will be chance engagement. And, you know, it, it, it seems like a silly format to play, but the reason that I bring it up here and I, and I talk about it is now that I've had a little bit of time, I've been list building for at least a couple hours trying to figure out what 
combination of ships I could put on the table that would be fun. I hadn't even looked at the ties yet, so I need to go back and, and do that. Because that's... Let's see, what would that be in... Imperial... Can you even get to 11 points with ties? I don't think you can because there are two. And your most expensive one is four. So you could get to eight in Imperial ties. Which means you're giving up three points at the start of the game. So that's probably not very good. But first order, that would be, let's see, TIEFOs. Um, basically midnight in a couple of omegas, but even then you're giving up a point. So... But looking at it, so here, here's, here's what I've come up with. And uh, if you have ideas, I encourage you to put, put it in here. I'm going to try to convince my, my son to go this weekend and play. And if you're in the area, please try. So, so here's what I've got. For uh, CIS, believe it or not, um, doesn't have that many combinations. Like, you could do, yeah, because the hyenas don't work, the tri-fighters don't work, the belly, the bell bell abs don't work, because they, they all give up too many points to, to start with. You could technically do it with Nantex, you'd be giving up uh, one point, which could be hilarious, by the way. Um, except the second Nantex, I don't believe you could put in snare on. Let me see. No, you couldn't put in snare on the second Nantex. So even that is kind of, eh. So CIS, nothing much there. Scum, you could run Old T in a Skull Squadron. Load them out however you want. You could run Captain Nim with a lock revenant so two skurgs that could be uh potentially interesting for the resistance you could run merrill and the boys so three i1s so which is hilarious to think about but all of them with heroic and automated targeting priority uh, you could run now this one's interesting so you could run commander poe with a black squadron ace and have decent points left up for munitions in there. That's something that didn't strike me as, as too bad. In Republic, you could run um, Barisafi in the Delta 7B and a Jedi Knight in the Delta 7B. So you could do that. In, uh, I'm going to skip over Rebels for a second. In the Empire, you could run Major Vendor in a Row Squadron Pilot and have some points for some interesting combinations of stuff. Uh, 
Or, and this one is hilarious, you could run Echo and an MDAR um, test pilot. So two whispers out there, put Juke on Echo and um, call it a day. That could be fairly disgusting. Um, fun if you like AC, ACS play. For the first order, you could run uh, Major Von Reg and a uh, FOP. Or, and in, in this one I actually really like, I'm kind of leaning towards this one right, right now. You could run Blackout and a First Order Test Pilot, which, I mean, two silencers on the board. And I4, I5, some of the highest initiative you can get in this particular format. Um, not the highest, you still have to watch out for I6s, which I know someone's going to bring, probably a Poe. But that could potentially be interesting. But Rebels has some pretty crazy options that I don't hate. Um, one being Hera in the B-Wing and a Blade Squadron veteran. Uh, you could run Keo with two Green Squadron pilots, uh, both with Predator and Elusive on those Green Squadrons. And Keo with elusive and concussion missiles, so that gives you three I3s, which honestly I don't hate. Or you could run Luke Skywalker and a Cavern Angel Zealot and give you that coveted I1 for a blocker. And the funny thing is, you can put Deadman Switch on the Cavern Angel Zealot to kind of make him punch just a little bit harder. So, anyway. Those are, those are some of the ones that, that kind of jumped out at me. I'm sure there's other combinations that maybe I missed uh, or I initially tested and just didn't like. But it's it was fun for me because list building is one of the things that I enjoy about the game. I have a lot of fun trying to puzzle out lists that are going to be good And just, oh, I, I don't know how to say it. Like, it's it's part of the puzzle for me of the game is list building. And when I, and I do, I do net list. But when I do that, I always, there's there's a little part of me that, for lack of a better word, just dies inside because I want to be part of figuring out the solution to whatever problem is is presented. And I, I don't always do that in X-Wing. Uh, the CIS list that I'm flying now uh, is, is my creation. I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Um, a lot of it because it's, it's, my, it's my particular play style. Uh, I'm doing well with it. And it's something that, you know, came out of my brain. Now, with that said, I'm, I borrowed a little bit here and there uh, from loadouts. But this particular combination of ships, I've not seen anywhere in the X-Wing community. Um, so that's, that's part of the reason that I'm enjoying it. But I guess, I guess my, I don't know if it's my question, but, you know, how much, 
or do you think these side effects or side not side effects do you think these side events are an important part of growing the X-Wing community or do you think that stores should be focused on standard X-Wing play? So let's have a conversation in the Discord on that for those that are, that are following the Discord. And, you know, I think that's, that's going to do it for this episode. I apologize for it for, for being put out a day late. I am currently on travel. Um, and by the time this posted, I will have just gotten back to San Diego. So I'm, and I don't have my computer with me this time to put it all together and, and get it out. Um, yeah, sorry, brain just totally spaced on me. If you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your time. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me, and it lets other people know why they should listen to this podcast. Thank you to my patrons, who without, I could not do this podcast. So, again, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, how did you get into X-Wing? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.